Former President Donald Trump wins a massive victory in Iowa, and Ron DeSantis edges out Nikki Haley for second place in the first GOP presidential nominating contest. So what happens next? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, Boeing has named a retired U.S. Navy Admiral to advise the plane maker CEO on improving quality control. But first... Former President Donald Trump cruised to a landslide victory in the Iowa caucuses. The contest marked the first for the 2024 Republican presidential nominating calendar. Now the focus is shifting to New Hampshire and beyond. For more, let's bring in Keith Nahigany, the president of Nahigany Strategies. Thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be here. So first, what are your initial thoughts on the results from the Iowa caucuses? Well, it was a re renowned uh, victory for the uh, former president. Um, they've spent a lot of money. Uh, the people in Iowa take it very seriously, getting to know these candidates. It's a starting point of a long uh, process. Um, but there was such a big gap between the, the winner and the runner-ups. Uh, normally, these are just a few points in the past, but this one was one of the largest in history. So I think it's going to really set up for uh, this thing ending. Uh Former President Donald Trump wins a massive victory in Iowa, and Ron DeSantis edges out Nikki Haley for second place in the first GOP presidential nominating contest. So what happens next? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, Boeing has named a retired U.S. Navy Admiral to advise the plane maker CEO on improving quality control. But first... Former President Donald Trump cruised to a landslide victory in the Iowa caucuses. The contest marked the first for the 2024 Republican presidential nominating calendar. Now the focus is shifting to New Hampshire and beyond. For more, let's bring in Keith Nahigany, the president of Nahigany Strategies. Thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be here. So first, what are your initial thoughts on the results from the Iowa caucuses? Well, it was a re renowned uh, victory for the uh, former president. Um, they've spent a lot of money. Uh, the people in Iowa take it very seriously, getting to know these candidates. It's a starting point of a long uh, process. Um, but there was such a big gap between the, the winner and the runner-ups. Uh, normally, these are just a few points in the past, but this one was one of the largest in history. So I think it's going to really set up for uh, this thing ending uh, sooner than it begins. So how could these results impact the upcoming uh, primary that everyone is shifting their focus towards New Hampshire? Then, of course, after that, South Carolina. Sure. You have to look at these first couple of primaries as like a starting point to launch. The goal is to get as much momentum as possible and momentum comes in. Uh, name recognition, uh, raising money, and then building ground game. And the goal is to have these all come together and launch you into the bigger contest like Super Tuesday uh, in March. If you don't win these, then you're not going to launch uh, going forward. So coming in second and third isn't going to do it. Uh, someone like Nikki Haley and others have to win 
uh, one of these or two of these in order to get to the next level. But just coming in, placing and showing uh, consistently isn't going to get it done. And the president will, former president will wrap it up sooner unless that happens. Now, you have a very unique perspective. You've been on the ground doing a lot of what we are seeing unfolding. So what does your experience tell you about where the primaries could go from here? Well, I've done many, many presidential campaigns, been in all these states, most counties in all these states. And it really is how do you connect with people? And then eventually it comes down to um, what is your momentum of energy you're bringing? Um, also, Sometimes the media covers the negative parts of a campaign, but the true winner is normally the person that's the optimist. The optimist, for the most part, their messaging connects with voters, gets them energized of the future, and gets them going to win. If they're caught in the day-to-day -day negativity and don't break through, then they're not going to get that wave to move forward. Um, I think President Trump had that uh, positivity in 2016. He kind of lost a little in 20. Um, because of COVID, um, I think uh, it's up to others to grab that mantle. And right now, some of them are caught in kind of the day-to-day -day combat, which won't allow them to get that momentum going. And that momentum is really what gets you connected with voters. And then the voters uh, will move you in the polls, and then the polls move you with donors and uh, setting up political operations. So they're all hand in hand. It starts with the candidate. It starts with the connection with people. And if your message and connection don't work, then you're not going to go anywhere. Right now, I think the poll that came out today has DeSantis at 5% in New Hampshire. That is not good. Um, and then Nikki Haley, the poll came out today. She's about down about 15 or 20 points. So she has a pretty big gap to close in a very short period of time. Um, and then that leaves really DeSantis has to win um, in South Carolina and Nikki has to win in New Hampshire. Or if the foreign president takes those two, this race is really um, a two person race between the former president and the sitting president. So whether our viewers are here in the United States or around the world, what is something they may not necessarily know about how the primary process works? Sure. There's a, a lot of talk about third party people uh, maybe thinking about running for president. Uh, this this country has a very it's a two party system and it's very difficult to get on the ballot. You even see the Democratic challenger to the sitting president having a hard time getting on the ballot. So people that think they can just enter this race in uh, sometime in the spring and be on the ballot in all these states, it's really not going to happen. It's a two-party system for the most part, unless someone hooks to an existing uh, uh, party that's on the ballot. Um, so that's something that people haven't really studied. So when their people are talking about maybe it's Joe Manchin thinking about running or, or uh, Kennedy thinking of running as an independent, he's not going to be on the ballot in half these states. So you can't really win if you're not people can't vote for you. So that's a important thing to think about. It really is a two-party race and uh, it could be in two weeks, a two-person race. So we are seeing some endorsements rolling in. Of course, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, we saw that he endorsed former President Donald Trump as of recent. Why do you think Trump is collecting so many endorsements? He has a superior absolutely superior political operation. He brought it from the White House. They have been able to get most of the delegation from the home state of both of these uh, main opponents, which is stunning. And
and uh, leaders from all over the Senate, governors, et cetera. Um, it is an incredible operation compared to um, the other two candidates that are running. The other ones just don't have the political um, grassroots. And what it's not just an endorsement. A lot of times what comes with an endorsement is donor lists, the ability to uh, have ground game, the ability to collect policy people and know what issues matter to people. So it's not just putting a name next to somebody. I think Ted Cruz endorsed today. It's being able to tap into resources that can really help your campaign connect and drive messages in these in these states, uh, which is important because when you come out of these two states that are coming up, when you go to other unfamiliar states and you don't know what the issues are, you don't have a ground game, it just isn't going to happen. So these endorsements matter and the former president has been superior in that area. Now, shifting to the Democrats, what is President Biden doing to get momentum for 2024? Um, President Biden really moved the primary system around. He was kind of, there's talk that he was afraid of Bernie Sanders at the time running in New Hampshire. So what he did was he uprooted the system to start in South Carolina uh, and to skip Iowa and the traditions of New Hampshire. I think it could uh, really impact his momentum. With the primaries and caucuses comes free media, earned media, things like your awesome news program that you have, coverage of that. And when he president doesn't have that, you lose a lot of momentum and energy. So I think he's moving the system to be advantageous, but he's also losing a month and maybe two months of positive news coverage to be able to get his message out. And it could have impact in the in the general election because some of these states take their roles and responsibilities very seriously. Keith, thanks so much for joining the program and sharing your unique perspectives. Really appreciate it. Glad to be here. It's going to be a great year and uh, a lot happening. So thank you for covering it so well. Thanks so much. Take care. Boeing has named a retired U.S. Navy Admiral to advise the plane maker CEO on improving quality control. This after 737 MAX 9 planes were grounded following the in-flight cabin panel blowout on an Alaska Airlines. Boeing is taking more action to reassure airlines and travelers over the safety of its aircraft. That's after a panel tore off a 737 MAX 9 in midair. The Alaska Airlines flight landed without major injuries, but the drama has revived concern over Boeing's top-selling plane. On Tuesday, the firm named retired Admiral Kirkland Donald as its new quality advisor. He will lead a team of outside experts in evaluating quality controls at the firm. Some analysts welcomed the news, but aviation consultant Richard Abulafia told Reuters it was odd to choose an advisor with no background in the industry. The news certainly wasn't enough to save Boeing shares, which sank another 8% or so on Tuesday. They are now down more than a fifth since the start of the year. The US Federal Aviation Administration has grounded 171 MAX jets until further notice. Besides Alaskan, the affected variant is also operated by United Airlines. Boeing has already set out other steps, including allowing airlines to conduct their own checks on the production process. But the incident has ramped up calls for management changes. Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary, one of Boeing's biggest customers, said the firm needed someone cracking heads ensuring quality. 
CEO Elon Musk said he would be uncomfortable growing the automaker to be a leader in artificial intelligence and robotics without having at least 25% voting control of the company. That amount would nearly double his current state. A year from now, we'll... Tesla CEO Elon Musk says he wants about 25% voting control of the company. Otherwise, he would be uncomfortable growing the automaker into a leader in artificial intelligence and robotics. The figures nearly double his current stake of 13%. In a post on social media, Musk said on Monday he wanted enough Tesla stock, quote, to be influential, but not so much that I can't be overturned. He added that, at 15% or lower, the four against ratio to override me makes a takeover by dubious interests too easy. Without that voting influence, he said he would prefer to build AI and robotics products outside of the world's most valuable automaker. The comments marked an abrupt turn from Musk. He has long touted Tesla as an AI robotics company with its partially automated self-driving software and prototype humanoid robots. Morgan Stanley said last year Tesla's Dojo supercomputer that was being built to train AI models could power a near $600 billion surge in the company's market value. However, so far, the company makes most of its money from its electric vehicles. Governance experts and analysts said the billionaire's remarks could infringe on his duties as CEO. Tulane Law School professor Anne Lipton said it suggests he's not only turning down profitable opportunities for Tesla, but also redirecting them to his private companies. Tesla did not respond to a request for comment. Thanks for watching In America Today. I'm Veronica Dudo. For more, head to tickernews.co. Stay with us. More ticker coming up.